gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. What's happening, everybody, and welcome to this, the latest episode of Eat, Sleep, Suplex Retweet. I'm your host, Stephen Wilson, and today we are talking about a war that's starting in the wrestling world. Yes, we are talking about WWE versus AEW, which officially starts a week from today as of recording, when the debut of AEW Dynamite, the worst, worst, <laughs> the worst wrestling name for a show I've ever heard, I'd fair to say. And we had, uh, was it Breaking Ground recently? Something like that in WWE. Oh, so, it was the one. Great balls of fire. That was that was worse. Um, <laughs> but enough of that. For later, as we'll be talking about the latest big ratings battle that's happening in wrestling. The first big one we've seen since the Monday Night Wars, almost a, two decades ago. But before we talk about that, uh, just a little bit of housekeeping. You can catch us on any good podcasting sites that you have available to you. Yes, examples of them are iTunes, Spotify, Player FM, and any other ones you can find on your app store via Android or Apple. Uh, we are also available on all the social medias, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Suplex Retweet. And you can find all the articles available to us at Suplex Retweet at SuplexRetweet.com. Right, now it's time to introduce tonight's panel who are on the edge of their seats ready to talk about WWE, AEW, and Cody Rose Dog. Let's <laughs> go. Just like Cody, this guy struggles to keep a dog under control. But unlike Cody, he doesn't need a sledgehammer to break a chair. He just sits down. <laughs> that is Ross McLaren. <laughs> what a reply! Oh my god! <laughs> my god, you've burned them more than a week in Lanzarote. <laughs> Next to Ross, just like Jericho, this man is very fond of large lists, as we learned last week. Cutley and says selection, his moves, nicknames for himself, and girls he has struck out with. It's David Hopey! Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's a good for you. Sorry, sorry. <laughs> Dave, I do love your enthusiasm over your enclosure. You really get the positive out of it, you know. I'm very optimistic to say that. I don't want to say that. Ah, fair enough. Can't Now, there are certain things in life you don't do. Dodge taxes, kick a dog, pump your best mate's maw, and especially, don't cash in on somebody on their birthday. <laughs> it's the most savage bitch in wrestling podcasting. It's Sarah Grieve. Oh, it's Scott Ross. To witness that moment again, go to our YouTube page, search for Suplex Retweet, and see the tears in Scott's eye and the joy of Sarah's on Sarah's face for a five day that she has savored with all that she can because she's never running again. Let's face it. <laughs> 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 Rounding off our panel is a man who shares a nickname with Roman Reigns, but that's about it. Without the good looks and charm, and also the fact that he will never get close. 
Pero no. Esa no me gusta. <risa> Che, non si sa bene che vuoi che non è un uomo, fai fatto. Io non ti sappia. Non si 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 sappia. Non <laughs> I'm rounding off today's show. We've got Mike's favorite son, Quacku Raji. <laughs> you know how Joe Coffee does a whole one strike on his face? I'm gonna draw three on your face. At least I'll be an improvement. <laughs> Right, enough of that roasting this evening. Let's get on to talking about WWE versus AEW. But before we go into this particular war, I think it's fitting that we kind of started the show by going back and looking at the previous war that we got in wrestling. It was the most, it was around about mid 90s to 2001 where we had WCW attempting to come up and take out the WWE in the infamous Monday Night Wars. Uh, Ross, I'll start with you on this one. Uh, what, is, what was your feelings looking back now and how the Monday Night Wars and how we can kind of compare it to what we're going to see in a few weeks? Um, I think what people are going to see the reason I'm going to be in trouble. History is going by the back of a lot of the Monday Night Wars stuff. Mm-hmm. All the military will be in trouble. For a while, WCW was wrestling. If it was not WWF, you know, WWF survived thanks to Sean Michael and you know, WCW's roster was stacked with Hogan, who back at the peak of popularity with NWO, you know, Scott Will and Kevin Nash were coming off the hot shots and came to WWF. You know, Macho Man had something to prove. Ric Flair, you know, he could still wrestle with a broom up until he was 60 for Christ's sake. They had so much talent, and I think looking at wrestling, like pure wrestling side, AEW is much like WCW, then they were, they have more. All round wrestling talent, if you get me. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Alan uh, Ross uh, mentioned the talent. He mentioned the likes of Hogan, the uh, Savage. I mean, some of these guys maybe they weren't at their, their prime, but they can still they can still wrestle. They had obviously the cruiserweight division and that. Can you also see the kind of similarities that AEW have got in that type of roster place? Yeah. 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 Joey Canella as well, kind of around that bracket. They kind of have similarities. I kind of see a lot of things between Joey Canella. After what happened for me is the chemical or something that we choose on it, was it? It's a bold statement, but it's one that not many people would disagree with. We said to be fair, look, the name it strikes out to people is Rey Mysterio, but Billy Kidman is one that kind of fell just yeah. underneath the radar. I think the thing with Rey Mysterio now is people more focused on being the giant tub, the, 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 the big champion, the point every time, the Royal Rumble one, the rest of the game. I think he's crazy away time, he's kind of ignored. Mm-hmm. So that's where I think you look, especially guys like my fucking age. I did not come on here to be eight chained. Shame on you! <laughs> Age chained. <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah, what's your thoughts on this? Kind of looking back on the Monday Night Wars now. Yeah, I think having looked back at it, it was a very well-rounded brand. It's a good mix of like Pocketizer or Eddie Hunters and other players that have that undercard like Adam's division. But also a good feather in the wall of Wingham like from Mexico and Japan. So having that sort of international brand about it as well, it wasn't just all the sort of American or Canadian wrestlers. Having that sort of worldwide flair, you know, definitely added a bit of diversity to it, definitely. And when it comes to AEW, you know, they'll sign obviously the best talent all over the world. From Japan, Canada, like obviously and of course a few sort of WWE or imports from WWE that may have sort of presence felt over there. Mm-hmm. So there's definitely got a good mix going forward, and I think that's going to be key when it comes to sort of going in a big power on with WWE. Yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah, I'll go this one. I'll acknowledge the fact that it's something you acknowledge yourself. This is not your era of wrestling at the front, but facing the guys, there, can you see the kind of Mel kind of images, Mel kind of nested from that era of WCW we're doing in AEW. Yeah, no, compare the hardcore division aspect you had they they yeah. vaguely mentioned that at one point WCW had Perry Funk and Norman Smiley. <laughs> so it's completely different now. Someone who, you know, is, he's got the American exposure for the film for the CZW, he's got fresh exposure for Mark Lee's progress ring, the Mark Up Nice W, even with Mark Haskins. That, for me, was a statement into it. That was like, you know, back in, back in the day when people like Hogan and Savage, not as much high profile, but, you know, they went and took them and went, these are our guys now. I mean, we've mentioned, we've talked about the, the positive aspects. Obviously, the wrestling side of things, but uh, Dave, uh, you think you know, the Monday Night Wars should also be a template of what the negative aspects are well, what could go wrong? Mm-hmm. Is that something that AEW should kind of be looking at as well, as opposed to just the kind of positive sides that WCW brought in that battle with WWE? Absolutely, because WCW, whilst they're expected to be a great company, they're David is not quite as familiar with. The best example you say that, that is NWO. 
Yeah, NWO Royal Revered is one of the best stables to ever come out of wrestling. But you got to about 98, 99, and NWO were boring. Because there were so many of them. And a lot of people are saying that way. A lot of people are saying that way. Bullet Club and mm. to an explicit extent, the elite. Well, maybe not the elite, because I don't know. And then the way and I can't tell if he's adding to it. I think they'll keep it that way because they all think they'll I've the thing I thought was the kind of nail in the coffin trip was when they brought uh, Sting in for the Wolfpack. Sting had been that guy who, for about a year, he was the he was the guy who was going to take them down. And it was six months after that big match at Starcade he had with Hogan. He was in. How devastating some of the Bullet Club turns have been because although there is lots of them, they add people of maybe six, seven, push ten, and then keep at that ten for a good while and then they'll kick people out depending on if they leave. NWO didn't have that. It just it gets so boring. It's like, all oh, out there's Dusty Rhodes turn, all oh, out there's Hulk Hogan turn, all oh, out there's Sting turn. It, just, it was every week like, who's going to join the NWO this week? <laughs> Aye, <laughs> like people talking about pictures, feeling face turned up. Imagine that. Well, you're talking about the, the Wednesday Night Wars. One of the other things that's quite uh, different from when we're talking about back then is how kind of wrestling has kind of changed, or better yet, how society and uh, how we, not digitally, how we consume things has changed. Mm-hmm. I mean, Sarah, one of the big things about the original Monday Night War was the battle for ratings. It was who's going to be most watched. Do you feel that's as big a factor now as it was then? Is something that should be really, they sh- should be really care that they're going to be on at the same slot at uh, WWE, NXT, and AEW? I mean, I would say not in this day and age. I mean, this day and age, you've got the internet fans, and so you're going to be battling for not only ratings, but you're going to be battling for trends on Twitter, for interactions. Who's going to be talking about it? It's like, but at the end of the day that's what the TV networks care about. Mm-hmm. So you've still got to try and draw in that audience. But at the same time, like most folk that are going to be sitting watching on TV are going to have their phones on them. Mm-hmm. And that's like the prime things that they're going to be live tweeting. They're going to be talking about it, but it's trying to get like the hashtags. It's trying to draw in that audience. It's like, who would you rather watch? Roderick Strong versus Velveteen Dream or Joey Janela stabbing Jimmy Havoc in the face with a, with a hammer? <laughs> Right? Oh. I mean, that's like the comparison that you have poor, to make. Poor Roddy. <laughs> poor Roddy. The man's just become North American champion and the undisputed era now has oh. all the gold. Can you stop touching that? <laughs> for, the, for the listeners at home, Dave is wearing his you shop the system undisputed era t-shirt. Mm-hmm. Yep. That he's been dying to get for like... Even though that's not even the brand new one anymore. I know, that's like, no, I don't like the brand new one. <laughs> Only shocking thing, here's Big Dave's banter to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> shocking, like we didn't expect it to be like that. <laughs> yeah, no, we didn't expect it to be that bad. <laughs> I mean, when you, talk about Sorry, the, when you talk about people being on the fans, I mean, just a show of hands around the room, how many people will likely watch both shows? Oh, 
I mean, not at the same time, obviously. Okay, Dave Brigusian led the show, show of hands when we do a podcast. Like everybody, everybody, well, everybody has put their hands up for the listeners at home. Yeah. So it's I'm just going to be doing a granded trotter from Holyfield and Horses. I'm going to have my two telly set up. <laughs> two squads. Watching at the same time. I mean, Ross, when you talk about that, it's not just how we kind of consume, it's like the way the wrestling kind of works in general. I mean, mm-hmm. granted, the, what WCW did work then, but it's the same type of format that. AEW kind of going with, is that really going to work? The sort of slander technique which they have been going with, mm-hmm. um, no, because obviously, as Sarah mentioned, the networks care about the ratings. Um, I think the networks, for a lot of shows, you know, you'll never beat the likes of, you know, ER and Seinfeld finale ratings because, you know, the way we consume all TV is different now. But the way AEW's slander technique's going, where it's like, oh, these guys are rookies, or these guys wouldn't get on our card. It's kind of counterintuitive for the simple fact, if you beat them in the ratings, why should I care? Why should I care that you've beaten guys that you said aren't good enough for your show? Why should I care that you've beaten rookies? You know, should, surely if you're the best in the world, you know, you, uh, sorry, who just turned heel in NXT? Eo Shirai. Eo Shirai, I know that. Yeah, for that. Eo <laughs> 10 year veteran, Darby Allen, been wrestling for four years, but you know, Eo Shirai, because she's in the NXT, she's a rookie. Um, <laughs> why, why should I care that you beat the rookies in the ratings? Surely you should, you know, if the old firm Darby's on, why should I care that it's beating, you know, Shrewsbury Town versus Portsmouth in the ratings? You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> yeah, it, it, there is just so many differences. I mean, it's, it's a it's, The big thing, I think, as well. Which we maybe talk about is is how we've maybe watched in the UK. Alan, it's going to be a bit different there as well. Mm-hmm. The fact we've got the likes, we've got it's going to be on terrestrial TV. Up what we think is going to be, and also the fact that we've got such things as like Virgin Go, we've got like record on demand. We could realistically just watch one after the other. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Also, what made it more interesting is uh, I know like a lot Sky and that you can tell when people are watching things are pre-recorded or on demand. It's going to be interesting to see who things what because the majority of fans, let's be honest, are not going to watch these live mm. because of the time difference. Mm. So it's going to be quite interesting to see whether it be the next morning or whether it's going to be six o'clock the next night, whatever, what one they're going to pick first. Mm-hmm. I mean, how, you would, how would you judge, how would, this is a quick question, how would people judge a successful wrestling show nowadays? I mean, everybody um, can kind of judge it differently. I mean, what's everybody's thoughts? A consistent audience or fan base for a start? I think, obviously, it's, it's different for NXT unless they take it out on the road, but how many fans are in the arena because how good the quality of wrestling is doesn't really translate to successful wrestling promotion. I think interesting storylines, quality matches and a major thing for me is absolutely destroyed uh, WWE, less adverts. No, I would agree heavily with Alan but I would would also say the accessibility of it as well. I mean, mm. it's you've got to think about like venues, or you've got to think about if it's on TV, where can I see it? Is it going to cost me an arm and a leg? Is it going to cost me to take out a second mortgage on my home to watch a show? Because mm-hmm. yeah, we're lucky in this day and age, look, so much accessibility mm. to wrestling that mm. we didn't have a decade ago. We've got the WWE Network, mm. we've got like on demand services. On demand services. New Japan's got one. ICW's got one. Progress, I've got one. Everybody's got one. They clips on YouTube as well. Exactly. Yeah, but. The thing that might maybe give AEW an edge for certain people is the fact that ITV4 is a free view channel in the UK. Mm-hmm. ITV Player is much like BBC iPlayer, it's completely free to use. Mm-hmm. Uh, WWE Network, although we all have it and it is good value for money, does cost 10 quid a month. If it was only for NXT, 
I don't think people would just pay the 10 quid a month, whereas, you know, AEW's tour show is for free, on demand at any time. Just to play devil's advocate with you there, Ross, uh, that 10 quid does get you access to all WWE's pay-per-views as well, but AEW's at the minute, are they going to be on box office? Mm -hmm. No, they're going to be on ITV4. Oh, they're ITV4 as well? The talk is they're going to be on ITV4 purely because um, that's the kind of... I can't see that lasting though. I don't see it lasting, but see if you're going by logic dictates. Now, obviously I know logic doesn't always work when it comes to wrestling viewers. (laughs) AEW should technically crush WWE, Mm -hmm. and that's because the likes likes of um, the the network's only just over a million million people mm. or why mm. ITV's got 17 million viewers mm. that's, that's assuming every person plugged in mm. watched at the same time yeah. so technically for every yeah. person is, is, that just, is that for ITV4 as a whole? Well, or that's ITV it, not ITV, ITV. Right. ITV. It, so breaks, te- it breaks down as you go right, you right. Down right. so technically for every person who's watching NXT there should be 17 watching mm. uh, mm. EW and obviously that's highly unlikely but that's the way the logic would dictate but as we all know it's not necessarily going to work that way I mean who knows wrestling fans for that 17 million might only just make up a small proportion of yeah, that's, that's, that's the question as well it's like you got that national audience I mean there's a different audience who's going to tune in to watch Downton Abbey <laughs> than watch exactly. a wrestling show you know it's a niche mm-hmm. it's a niche market you know well there goes our two listeners that listen to Downton Abbey thanks for your time from a royal visit to a royal rumble <laughs> It's the first ITV show that came in my head. <laughs> what could I say? There were so many other ones that I thought. Two and a half men. The thing, the, see the thing with ITV4 though? Um, it is much like E4, where it's like it's more the teen to 20s mm-hmm. market mm-hmm. that watch that because likes a family guy, two and a half men, as you said there. Celebrity Juice, you know, Love Island reruns. Love Island extra and all that. Dave Camden is no one. You know, the Love Island extras and then when the likes of I'm a celebrity on the extra shows, you know, are on there as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's it's it's a hard one to judge it'd be interesting to kinda of see when it actually goes on the air, how we can how people are gonna go to because I think there's gonna be just so many people between, you'll get that inevitable person who puts the picture on Twitter of the laptop and the TV at the same uh, time yeah. of watching both and being c- comparing and going, oh, the young bucks have got a better super kick than Adam Cole. How <laughs> dare he? Angry Dave. Dave has blocked that you know? <laughs> Dave can't find that. Dave's just blocked Stephen now. I was that angry I didn't even say baby at the end of that. <laughs> I was so glad of you for that. <laughs> uh, but the thing about it is, We'll talk about, talk about the official AW launch later on the show, but the thing about it is they officially launched at the start of this year, but I think it's fair to say this kind of build-up to this battle and this new promotion would be many, many years in the, in the making. Um, Ross, I'll you in this one. I mean, even since the day of 2001 when WCW shut down, people have been kind of craving for something to kind of give WWE a, a kick up the backside. Yeah, uh, the one we got for ages were like the diehards before they all moved to... New Japan was Ring of Honor, oh when Ring of Honor gets a TV deal, oh when Ring of Honor gets a TV deal and you're like, Ring of Honor's been about for 8 years at this point, you know, about 2009, like if they don't have a TV deal now they're not probably not going to get one, they're on a very small network in America, you had the likes of TNA that looked like it would challenge for a bit and then just fell away, New Japan although I think the streaming service gets a lot of their business outside of Japan and it is number one in Japan. I think they're different products and they're not a weekly show, you know, they'll have like the G1 where it's like 10 shows in 10 days and then, you know, maybe monthly or fortnightly shows. Mm. 
so you've been waiting for a weekly show, you know, and I think the build up to this, the best thing AEW had was the fact that WWE was in a slump with the Constable Corbin sort of era. And just because we let our imagination run wild because WWE wasn't using talent, you know, everybody was fair game, you know, for the revival who weren't getting used on WWE TV, for Kenny Omega who was IWGP champion at the time. You know, it, imagination ran wild and I think that was what the excitement basically helped AEW. Mm. Uh, Sarah, I know you've been watching quite a lot of the independent stuff mm -hmm. recently, I mean, with the New Japan stuff. Was, do you think this kind of, how this kind of boom's happened in the last, with all these big, these companies in the last 50 odd years has kind of gave people a bit more first to see something go like this? Oh, absolutely. I mean, like, like, WWE was sort of just running the scene and it was just, it was sort of like the same old thing. You would see like recycled storylines that people, they would say, well maybe they've forgotten about it and we'll just recycle it with different people. But then when like you look at, like I have been watching like a lot more of New Japan lately mm -hmm. and it's been completely exciting me because it's not something that I was ever exposed to up until fairly recently. Um, and like that, that's the kind of stuff that I crave. Like I, I will gladly sit and I'll be like, is it time? Is it time for New Japan? Can we sit and watch New Japan? Mm. Um, and when it comes to like WWE, I'm like, I don't even watch Raw and SmackDown. You're lucky if I maybe watch NXT. Mm -hmm. Like it's reading the results in the morning. Mm, that looks like it was crap. That doesn't sound like it was fun. Meh. Mm -hmm. It's something. It's something different. It kind of, uh, Dave. It's something that kind of people. When they're used to something, they say it's the same in anything, not just wrestling. When you mm -hmm. see something kind of continuously all the time, you kind of crave that bit of different aspect to it. Yeah, it's just the it's the old cycle of you know repetition and lack of you know variety when it comes to a big promotion. But obviously, with WWE's case, they've been the top brand for for decades, and so and the fact that they bring in so much revenue, not just with the weekly shows but with other branches their, ch their charity work their sort of live events and everything else in between you know they've got the money to say look even if we suffer a bit of a ratings crash we've, we're still a profitable company so having that alternative for some people it's gonna be it gives them an outlet it gives them almost freedom of choice to say okay WWE, I've been with WWE loyal for some time, but let's sort of branch out a bit. Let's let's try something else. If I don't like it, then there's not really anything lost from it. There was one thing actually Ross mentioned, and Alan, I'll go to you this one. Um, you mentioned the TNA type of impact mm. type of stuff. There was at one point in time, about nine years ago, where TNA tried to give this a push, and it just fell on its backside. I mean, for the while the worst, I think up to the 2012 at one point, TNA had higher weekly views than Raw and SmackDown. I think it was over here in the I UK. There was. Mm -hmm. I think if you looked, I think it was World Wide Compared. It just peaked in that point. You're talking AJ Styles, Bobby Roode, James Storm, uh, it Hogan, Flair, Bischoff. Mm -hmm. No, mm -hmm. they were all there running it, and it was really good exciting. This is when they started the. Um, the tournament going to uh, Bound for Glory, you know, when that, was, that was something a bit new, nobody really seen it. And then obviously, they had the six sided ring, they had uh, the Destination X match, you know, they had all these incredible concepts that you would look to, well, this is really interesting, really exciting. But again, like Sarah's mentioned, and yourselves have mentioned, guys, the arena, they went to the same arena, it only held about 500 people, it did impact slightly. Um, no pun intended. No. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> So yeah, but then again, they did go to Japan and sell the Sapporo Dome, 70,000 people. WWE's never done it. 
New Japan's done it. They've come to the UK before as well, haven't they? They've come to the UK, they've sold it the Hydro. Yep. Um, it was, I was actually, if I remember right, it was one of AJ Styles' last of our matches. Drew Galloway, Drew Galloway debuted at the Hydro for them. Right. So, I mean, they did have a bit of success. Again, the problem being at that time was that's when all their talent, all their contracts were up. Storm, Rude, AJ, Hogan, Flair, that's just their time that's coming to an end. But they had that spell where when they went Monday night, mm-hmm. And they just they got that one that initial kind of push with mm. Hogan, Bischoff, and uh, Jeff, Jeff Hardy. They all mm. came in. WWE countered it by bringing back, back Bret Hart. Mm-hmm. But then within like a month or so, they went back to Thursdays. So what yeah. was it? Wasn't it going right? I do you know one thing I remember, and it's absolutely cringeworthy. TNA released a top ten YouTube video, and it was on Impact's official YouTube channel, and it was top ten reasons why you should watch Impact and not WWE. They mentioned the competitors. WWE never acknowledged it until maybe like Talk Smack in 2016 when Daniel Bryan used to reference Impact to talk to AJ Styles. And two of the reasons on the list were, I kid you not, one was our president's hot. They were comparing the looks of Dixie Carter to Vince McMahon, you know. If you're comparing your looks to a 60-year-old man, yeah, you know, you're in trouble. And then their other one was, we're not that PG crap. Okay, you've put your neck out in the line and much like we mentioned with Kenny Omega slander, you've now just buried your competition. If you beat them, why should I care? Well, if, 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 sorry. sorry, just make a point, you mentioned they mentioned the competition. Mm-hmm. That was the night WCW killed himself. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they turned around and they said, Foley's beating The Rock for the title tonight. Mm-hmm. Don't flat the moment it put back. Everyone flat, yeah. and that was the moment it killed the war. That yeah. was the moment WWE, WWF then won it. And it's the golden rule. I mean, like, you read all the reports coming out now about AEW versus WWE. McMahon is acknowledging them, but will not name them. He's just as the competition or the other company. Nobody's mentioned they've been referred to as the third party in some way. Even and with that is kind of vague because we all know mm-hmm. we've never been telling them. Ah, you mean AEW? But they have the autonomy thing on. Well, no, I don't mean AEW. They can be talking about Ring of Honor. No, they've got that bit of. It's even with. Honest, they can get away with. See with the New Japan thing. Like even this week on Raw with uh, the Viking Raiders versus uh, the OC, they didn't mention New Japan. They went, these guys made their name in Japan. Whenever the original club come out, they go, or sorry, the OC, the only club. They don't mention the Bullet Club. They like they call them the club from Japan. So yeah. they don't like basically give Bullet Club club free advertising. We all know what it means, but they're not giving them. It's like a cheeky nudge, yeah. But only the you tried to buy the rights and lost. Yeah, it was the too sweet thing. They tried to cease and desist because they said that that was the the click symbol with Triple H and Kerry National. They oh, said they came up with that. Technically, was a click symbol. The click yeah. did it in '96. Oh, yeah. That whole the cup and yeah. skull type. So I was assuming Kevin Nash did it for years. Mm-hmm. You know, that's when they got. That's kind of where they got that type. Uh, of they 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 try to claim that right. That's why they started doing one sweep. It's just like a wee cheeky nudge to yeah. wind WWE up. I mean, you mentioned some of the names there. Uh, Terry, go back to you. This one. Um, we talk about the kind of the first kind of tickings of this kind of build up to WWE it was round about last year when we had like all in. Mm-hmm. And then we had all the talk about the Bucks and Cody yeah. trying to start something after this one. Do you think it was just kind of this was always going to happen after the back of that event, or do you think it was more the drive of some of these guys who were involved, like Sir Cody, maybe even a bit of spite? I mean, you could definitely argue both sides of it. Like mm-hmm. you could see, yes, it could be out of spite, or yes, it could have been like from like the success. But I remember listening; it was actually Edge and Christian's podcast, and they had Cody and Dustin on it. Mm-hmm. And Cody was just talking about how he just wanted to run his own event. 
he didn't he didn't want to do it out of spite, he just wanted to do it just so he could do it, just to say that he's built this product by himself. Um, and I think that's where you could argue more due to the success, so like maybe we could actually do this. Like it's sold out in record time. I mean you've got folk that were flying from all over the world to attend this event mm. and it, it was just that excitement. I mean that was like something new on the indie scene that you were just like, I, I want to see this. Like it's when you see like a, an advert for a new TV show that you've never seen and you're like, I'm actually quite intrigued mm. about this. I'm going to check it out. I mean, my big question on it, is it more down <clears> to people's <throat> first for something different or is it more just the popularity of the elite just to take this peak? It's a bit of both. Yes. Because see the monthly shows that they've done in the lead up, you know, the likes of Fight for the Fallen and Fighter Fest and all that. Mm. It has kind of been like elite and friends because they're trying, you know, the likes of Cody's been in high profile matches and he's won just about everyone. The Bucks have won just about all their matches. And Kenny's lost two, but you know, he's been in the main event. Mm. You know, it's it's been sort of elite and friends, I think. Point was going to be that I like it was different. They have hit their peak, and I'd I'd say to you earlier about you know we talk about Raw and SmackDown being on YouTube. This was different for the simple fact that they're easy to follow and easily digestible Road Two series were like five minutes a piece. It sold you a match each episode, and then you had the monthly special as opposed to six hours. It's now seven, six hours of WWE TV Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's, it's that kind of, the, I think the being the Elite series was what kind of helped tip them over because they mm-hmm. were just, till that point, they were just part of this group. Yeah. I mean, Bullet Club, the two longest serving members are Bad Luck Fale and Tama Tonga, mm-hmm. you know, but they were, they're still there, they were never anything really to do with the Elite, so it was just kind of, it was that YouTube series and the kind of creativity of the two of them, it kind of, Another two of them, like four of them, six of them, how many mm. of them was of them? We don't really know. Uh, but could that also be, Dave, I've talked to you on this one as the biggest WWE mark I know. Uh, could you see that one potentially, maybe talk about it more later on, could you also see why the spite aspect comes up a bit when these guys do these shows, what, the content that they do? Definitely, yeah, because obviously we've seen aspects of it where, you know, Cody, uh, takes a sledgehammer to the, the throne and yeah, talk about that, but we'll talk about it in a lot more detail yeah. later. <laughs> there was incidents like that, you know, obviously and there's comments from Kenny Omega and the Bucks on Twitter and stuff, like there's there's no need for it. Like had they not seen what WCW did in the past when they said Mick Foley was gonna win the WWE championship, it killed WCW. So why the resort to that is beyond me, but obviously looking at the end of Cody's WWE days when he was Stardust. He really, really hated that gimmick. And I think the fact that... Really? He's never said that. <laughs> like, and the fact that Vince wasn't letting him go back to how he originally was, I think that sort of felt like... It, it sort of got put in the same position that Moxley was. He almost... He, he was going against what he naturally is as a person. And that really sort of restricted him a bit. So wanting to crave that freedom, I don't blame Cody for having at least a little bit of spite from it. But the thing about it is, I don't know, go to you in this one. All in as a one-off event, it could have fell on its backside, but it actually did really well commercially and critically. Do you think that was the kind of prelude to these guys that they made them think we could book these shows on a regular basis and do it well? Oh, definitely. They had the template, they knew they had the right contacts. Uh, everything was there for them to go for it, you know. And 
but ever since it's grown leaps and bounds and you know every show major show they've put on is sold out so they've got the template they've got the formula so there's no reason why they couldn't especially when WWE has been really struggling recently um, you see the fact that they're moving everyone to one side of the arena just to hide all the empty seats but they came home to Madison Square Garden they couldn't sell out MSG for Raw or Smackdown so they've obviously got a niche and there's something there that WWE's missing and they're trying to capitalise on it and fair play to them There's one thing there's one particular aspect of this kind of build up to this launch or quirky I'll get actually the use just purely on the name of it Chris Jericho mm-hmm. that man has been very vocal and very vocal of this pro- of this project mm-hmm. do you think his involvement has kind of helped push that to an extra bit of level? of course Absolutely. I mean, look at Chris Jericho recent times, and I made this tweet. Think about all the wrestlers. This Chris Jericho recently, he's managed to get a clipboard and a bottle of champagne over as anything. <laughs> Think yeah. about it. Yeah. A little bit of bubbly. Yeah. <laughs> Damn it! Um, he said you could do it. <laughs> Nobody do it. It's over done. <laughs> it's over done. But look, look, look at the guy. Is just he can make anything. He's just a star. Mm-hmm. He can make anything work. He'll get you talking about it. I've got people that don't even watch wrestling anymore saying that little bit of a bubbly. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. come on. My mate actually sent me a photo because he was all proud. He finished second by one point in a pub quiz. Was and it Nathan? No. <laughs> <laughs> and the team that finished fourth was named a little bit of the bubbly. <laughs> that made me giggle a wee bit. Sarah mentioned the, the tweet from Harps after they won the derby. Yeah, a little so bit of the bubbly. Oh, hashtag a little bit of the bubbly. Just, they, um, just don't ever bring up all the again. But he is... When they want to go, when they're building to this potential battle, which we'll talk more about later on, you need somebody who's going to bring in. I mean, Cody Rhodes, good wrestler. Bucks, great wrestler. Kenny Omega, best wrestler in the world. It's men people's eyes. Uh, I think it's several ones, but let's not talk about that. <laughs> uh, yeah, but they, they don't have that kind of exposure as yeah. a name that Chris Jericho is. Yeah. I mean, Chris Jericho's been wrestling for God knows how many years. It's pretty much everybody and their dog know who Chris Jericho is. It's the thing as well. You look Last at, Holly, I still just shouldn't hear Chris. <laughs> you look at, you look at knew, though. <laughs> you look at ICW's first Hydro show. It did really well because of hype as well and the company did well, but a big factor as well, they had the Dudleys and they had Kurt Angle. Mm-hmm. It's hard to tell if that's the exact reason mm-hmm. why that did 6,000. Finn Balor was there as well, but Finn Balor's not that name that Kurt Angle is. Yeah, um, Didn't they have Rob Van Dam on that show as well? No, yeah. that's year. Right. Um, the thing is, I think the the best thing that Chris Jericho and the likes of John Moxley and to a lesser extent Pac will bring, they and obviously Cody himself, the four of them have experience of doing weekly live television shows. The likes of Kenny Omega and the Bucks don't. That's that's a a big factor and something I mentioned before was the burnout factor. The Bucks have said that NXT's crowd will get burnt out. It's been the same NXT crowd in the same Full Sail Arena and the same diehards for seven years. And if it only fits 400 people in that Full Sail Arena, you know for a fact there's a cure on the block trying to get in. It's probably that guy in the Everton's top children. Don't bring him up, Jesus. Well, even though he carries yeah, the biggest flag of the Street Profits. Then also think about takeovers. Mm-hmm. How many takeovers haven't sold out? Mm-hmm. I mean, also, the, the majority and they're so sporadic as well. Yeah. It's not like oh. an over like an over diluting of it. Whereas AEW are going to go monthly, 
And the thing is, I don't think they're doing them one thing. They're talking about going sporadically. Would they? Because they've got one in November. I think they've got six, maybe five, six a year. That's the number of takeovers you get a year as well. But the thing is, they don't. like something we mentioned about NXT a lot of time maybe like Enzo and Cass and Shinsuke Nakamura and even to a lesser extent the demon aspect of Finn Balor when it's a bit more regular people get a bit bored of it whereas on NXT they were once every three weeks you know one week they'd have a match next week they'd have a backstage segment and then you wouldn't see them for maybe two weeks mm-hmm. something Kenny and the Bucks have is the fact that you know New Japan shows are about here there and everywhere are the fans going to be burnt out of them? Are they going to maybe go, wow, oh, actually this humour gets old quick? Or actually, I think I've kind of seen everything I see here. Cody and the Bucks have actually come out and said not everyone is going to appear every week. So that they mm. have addressed this they issue. That. Well, I think it depends on how it's done, because let's be honest, that, that you five can't. minutes per it's person. It's just not realistic. Yeah. Uh, you well, look at the likes of the Raw reunions and that, when they try to get so many people back, and then you end up with like, like, uh, MVP playing poker. You're let's like, let's be honest, point? you're going to get guys like, I know he's going to be on the first show, but you get Sammy Guevara, mm-hmm. you get Kip Sabian, these are all great guys, but. You've got, the, you've got a guy like Moxley who's going to be on a big contract. Yep. Jericho's going to be on a big contract. They're going to be the ones that Cody, who's got a big ego. Uh, <laughs> yep. But then again, though, is at the same time, we're looking at the coin. Maybe they're trying to see if they can try and eliminate this whole opener mid card status. They're trying to make everyone a level playing field. You, I know, I know it's that, very unlikely. You need that structure. But that's not to say, though, right? Yeah, we don't know how it's going to go, but that's not to say, like, say, okay, so we know where the, 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 the heavy tail's going to be in the line. And we know mm-hmm. Jericho's going to fight. Um, Cody, mm-hmm. but actually, the young bucks are going to be on that show, right? That week, probably they probably will be against the first one. But in general, see, we go down two months in the line, and it's going to be Jericho Moxley for the title. I cannot see a show where the young bucks are not on there. I'm not saying it, I'm not saying it's yeah. not going to be, but if that's the case, they're going to have to keep one of their big yeah. guns or a couple of their big guns off. It's not necessarily a bad thing. Anyway guys, anyway guys, some good points there, but we're going to take a short break now. When we come back, we're going to be talking about the official actual beginnings of the battle. The actual WWE's choice, I said we say choice, their choice of competitor to fight. <laughs> and on NXT, and how we think things are going to play out in the next year. Plus, uh, so we'll see you in a bit when we talk more about AEW versus WWE. Wrestling has more than one royal family. Hey guys, this is Brandy Rhodes, and you are listening to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweet. Found my phone and oh yes, 
I am now a full-time member of the AEW roster. In 2016, myself, Nick and Matt, we set out on a path. We set out on a course to change the world of wrestling. We called ourselves the elite. We did everything in our power to give back to the wrestling world and to give back to you incredible fans. That journey is never ending. And, but that journey, the journey itself, had to come to an end in Japan. The world is a big place. So here we are at Las Vegas in the frigid cold. Again, I apologize for that. My Canadian jeans are, are taking to it nicely, however. But now, with the platform that we've been given by the Khan family, but most importantly, the platform that we have been given by each and every one of you people that wanted something more, that wanted something different, we couldn't just stop at where we had been. We need to push this thing forward, and we need to make this thing bigger and better than ever before. Hey, this is professional wrestler Cole Cabana, and I'm only assuming that you have just finished listening to my podcast, The Art of Wrestling, and now you've made the decision to listen to Eat Sleep Suplex Retweets, which is a mouthful to say, but not only have I said it, you've said it, you've suplexed, you've ate, you've slept, and now you've retweeted. Enjoy the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. Welcome back to Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet. I'm Stephen Wilson. I'm joined by Alan Ross, David, Sarah and Kwaku. And we are talking about the Wednesday Night Wars, WWE versus AEW. Now we continue our wonderful journey through the world of Cody Rhodes and Kent. <laughs> Are we going on the yellow brick road as well? No. Let's talk about the actual official the official point where the battle began. Start of this year, press conference, WWE, no, not WWE, AEW is officially announced, but I don't think the battle officially begins until May of this year, double or nothing, where I think it's fair to say it was a, a really, really top draw show. Alan, what's your thoughts on that? Oh yeah, it was a brilliant show. Um, they really showed how a wrestling show should be done. WWE's, I think, if you take out WrestleMania this year, possibly the Rumble, they've all been pretty substandard, they've been poor. Um, as we all know, I'm not a big fan of WWE tag matches, I'm not including NXT in that. Shut the fuck up. I know, <laughs> but come on, double or nothing, they'll look the Young Bucks versus the Blue Thank you. I just can't speak today. <laughs> I've been up now for nearly twenty hours. I'm very tired. Um, what a match! Stole the show. Unbelievable, and it's a template of WWE. It's like this is how you do tag team wrestling. The ladders. Something not seen since Edge, Christian, and Dudley's and Hardys. Well, the thing is, Sarah, you mentioned in the first half, but you only you've not really watched Rod SmackDown. Yeah. In a while, I think it's something a lot of people have had this year. Do you think? The timing of this pay-per-view, it's been so good, and then the subsequent announcement since then, I think it was the perfect time for them to announce, we're going to go, we're going to start this, we're going to go weekly, we're going to take these on. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, there was no other way about it. I mean, you, you either we're going to have these sporadic shows that people are going to get excited about, or you're going to actually create a product. And that's the direction that they've went, and they've went in the right, right, we're going to make this actually into a product, we're going to put out shows, we are going to run our own promotion. You don't know 
what the actual reasoning behind it. It could have been spite. You never know. Probably was. But just wait until we get to the next point. I've so much to say. Oh. <laughs> but yeah, like they could they could have just said no. Nah, we're just gonna we're gonna sign these guys so that they don't have to go to that place, right? It's kind of like what happened with NXT UK and WOS is like you either got signed to one or the other, but not both. It's like we signed you because we weren't they, so they couldn't sign you. Mm-hmm. Like that's one of the directions it could have headed, or you could have been grown ups and went, yeah, we'll sign them and actually put out a product. Mm-hmm. And with all fairness, like the hype and everything, they've, they've gone about this really, really smart. I mean, they've not only had like press press conferences like just there, but like Brandy was streaming everything on Instagram, mm. making it extremely accessible to especially like our followers in the UK. It's the stuff we kind of talked about earlier on the show, the kind of difference in accessibility, which mm-hmm. kind of worked as well. Uh, Ross, the other things you mentioned, we mentioned the first half was the Being Elite series, which mm-hmm. helped get the Elite so popular. They've kind of done, and you mentioned as well, they've done all these road to type of series. Mm-hmm. You think that's helped kind of tick the anticipation and help keep this idea of a weekly show fresh in the minds of people? Yeah, because like the likes of Being the Elite, it's just them having a laugh and them making themselves laugh. Uh, the road to was like everyone was a different match. Everyone like introduced a new character. You know, at the end of one episode, Cody's talking, and then it completely cuts out and Darby Allen appears, mm-hmm. and that built up to his match versus Cody at Fighter Fest, I believe it was. Mm-hmm. I think so, yeah. Something as well, just to jump back when you said about WWE pay-per-views, I think Bar Clash of Champions and Crown Jewel, WWE's been knocking out of the park this year with pay-per-views, that's just me personally. All Out was good, I don't think it was good as WrestleMania. All Out, I, think, all out, I personally thought NXT UK TakeOver was mm. superior. All, yeah, yeah. By I, I still think the best pay-per-view this year has been WrestleMania. All Out had the, the advantage over WrestleMania, even though it didn't surpass it, for the simple fact that on the Monday before WrestleMania, when you had this historic three women main event, all three of them were scrapping. You saw them wrestle on Monday, and you're going to see them wrestle on Sunday. All out with this Road 2 series made you wait, made you see the character development, but not the ending stuff. And then when you got there, you were like, I just want to see these people fight. It was like, Something they should do, which they used to do in WWE, was like make them sign contracts before a big WrestleMania main event where it's like, you can't touch your opponent until WrestleMania. And if you do it, you lose your title match. Because it just built up because the bell used to ring and like, the one that pops up was John Cena. JBL. JBL. JBL tortured his family and then the bell rings and Cena just charges him. That builds the hype. AEW built hype for the fact that they didn't have a weekly show yet. See, I, can't, I still can't believe that somebody recently told me on Twitter that being the elite is not linked to AEW in any way, shape, or form. It's a completely independent thing. It's uh, like people that try to claim NXT isn't WWE. Like, NXT is different from WWE. It's still WWE. Yeah, we all know it's the same. It's just, where do, where do it's you a watch WWE it? owned product, yeah. Where do you watch it? The WWE Network? The uh, Dave, as a relative outsider to anything outside of WWE since about two weeks ago, um, I did watch All Out. You did watch that, and you also went to ICW recently. You've watched a lot more. I'm, I'm branching out, yeah, slowly. You are branching out, you know. You had like me, a glorious bike. You had me and on your sandwich earlier on, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I want to feel more than. That's true. Uh, what was your thoughts on everything, this, this kind of build to double or nothing, and then what we've seen kind of in the weeks since, in the, the last few weeks of this kind of AEW product taking shape? Well, I think Sarah summed it up best. Like, they've took their time with the build-up. You know, they've announced that they're going to be launching this new promotion. They've got, they sign a couple of big names. They've got financial backing in the form of Tony Khan. And 
you know, they're going to slowly build up and work towards a TV deal. But obviously, you can't just do that overnight. It takes time. So having the airing those specials and, you know, the, the being the late series in between, that's called building a fan base, building an audience. And the, the fact that they did that so well to hype them up for this first big event in, was it Vegas? Double mm-hmm. yeah. in, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, for this big event in Las Vegas. Like, I think it's the fact that they're saying this is our new... This is our brand new promotion, and I think this is something that the audience has been craving for. I like the early signs of Tony Khan as a wrestling guy involved in wrestling. He's clearly a fan, mm-hmm. and he's clearly got some kind of knowledge what's going on. But I like, I think it's interesting as well. You've had all the things that Cody's saying about blood and guts, steps, steps, that type thing, and he's coming up going, We're not going to do blood on weekly telly, <laughs> which is clever, you know. See, the only thing about Tony Khan, though, is. The fact that obviously we know Vince is in charge. We know if anything, God forbid, happens to Vince. It's Stephanie and Triple H taking over. You know, if not them, Shane. Tony Khan, you know, the Young Bucks and Cody are running it, but then they're answering to Tony Khan. And then he's going to his dad, who's the main financial provider. This is a dangerous WCW situation where Ted Turner had to sell his network and then they decide AOL, Time Warner decided we don't want wrestling on our, you know, wrestling's peak is past, we don't want it. Essentially, the whole, them taking them off the mm. telly was essentially the thing that was the nail on the coffin yeah, because, the because TV deal. Bischoff had the deal mm. pretty much set to, yeah. to take them over. And the fact is that now, much like WCW where Eric Bischoff answered to Billionaire Ted, you know, it's the elite answering to Tony, answering to his dad, you know, there's... Oh. I love the aspect that kind of looks like it. Tony Khan's dad's bottom the wrestling company. Happy birthday! He's like, I'm going to be busy with Fulham, and I'm going to be busy with the American football teams. If you just play there, you just said I'll keep doing a byway play. You very nearly done. But um, the whole the early signs are great, but it's the big question: they're going to do it weekly. Mm-hmm. Can they do the same thing weekly? You know, the tickets. Somebody put one up. The tickets aren't selling well. They're reduced to six bucks, and it's like mid-tier tickets. It's good view tickets. Wow, six bucks sounds like a super young box. <laughs> <laughs> like a young, like a young box stable almost. Six bucks is the mix of Sean Waltman. <laughs> <laughs> again, I, I don't know where they all are. It could be the, the area because there's some places in WWE just can't. They tried to. I think when they were in All Out, they're doing a show there in November, maybe something like that, and they tried to sell tickets for that on the all out weekend when people are off well, they've allocated all their money to come travel for this mm-hmm. to come to this one and they're like we want you to buy more tickets for this like mm-hmm. oh god I'm skint mm-hmm. you know I've just had to pay and stand in the line and only get to see Brandy's foot come on right. <laughs> are we druid from Joey Ryan's penis druids oh no he's not there he's not there yet that could be a future thing but yes. we've talked a lot about the AEW we've talked a lot about the AEW side of things now the thing is AW announced they're going to have the weekly TV show and they announced they're going to do it the Wednesday night which came as a bit of a surprise to people because a lot of the talk was it was going to be on Tuesday because Smackdown was on Tuesday it's no longer on there anymore it's moved to Friday that's a slot people are used to watching wrestling and they're going to have it here so but no they decided to go to Wednesday and then WWE in the last couple of last months or so announced they're going to move NXT to U- to USA mm-hmm. for two hours and make it an official battle. What's your thoughts on NXT being the chosen competitor? Let's go on. I mm-hmm. have a friend, I'm not going to nail him because I'm shame. <laughs> but when he heard NXT was going to take on AEW, he laughed there and that's just going to be, a, it's going to be an absolute killer. 
I went, how so? And he's like, AEW's going to destroy them. And I went, have you ever watched NXT? And he's like, no. And I'm like, okay, it's the gold brand. He goes, ah, it's just the colour of the show. I'm like, no, 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 no. Yeah, Ron Smiling of the top guys and the money and the light and effects, but the wrestling's crap. You go to NXT and you see the best wrestling week in, week out in the world, and I personally will vote that against New Japan, right? About anyone, they are the set, they are the stand up era. Mm-hmm. I said, it's the smartest move WWE's ever played, and AEW really need to be on the ball because if they don't, NXT is going to crucify them. The thing that people talk, oh, it was just an instant reaction. See as soon as USA, because USA spent a lot of money getting SmackDown. It obviously was pre-draft era. They were the ones that demanded the draft because they wanted Raw and SmackDown to get equal ratings. They wanted, no pun intended, more bang for their buck. Uh, <laughs> and as soon as you know, Fox getting SmackDown is a new thing. It's ha- it happened eighteen months ago. Mm, you know, there was rumblings then that to appease the USA Network, the NXT was moving then. See? And the thing there is, doesn't matter if it was on the WWE Network and they moved it to two hours, doesn't matter if they kept it one hour on the WWE Network, AEW put a show on the yes. night and the time slot as NXT. That is, that is, that is the point that I've been banging on about All NXT weeks. have done is move to a bigger market yeah. because they're not stupid. This is this is the thing, this is this whole thing that people are saying. NXT, WWE, they're counter-programming AEW. I mean, come on, NXT has been on Wednesday nights since pretty much it got on the network yes. about five years ago. The thing Alan said as well about it being the gold standard, mm-hmm. and we mentioned earlier about ITV4 being a good choice for a channel for the simple fact that it's the more youth demographic that use that instead of ITV1, which is like your average middle-aged person that watches ITV1. Uh, I, that sounded better in my head. But, uh, <laughs> but NXT is the the indie cred, but you know, brand. It's got Triple H behind it. You know, he's now beloved for the simple fact he was the Attitude Era guy. He's now the guy in charge. He's the guy that gives you the stable that has Roderick Strong. I'm not saying that other guy. <laughs> uh, he's the guy Bobby that gives Fish. you. Yes, Bobby Fish. That's, yes, that's his name. Uh, he's the guy. He's the guy that gives you Johnny Gargano and Tommaso Ciampa. You know, he's giving you easy to digest wrestling one hour a week, and then quarterly you get a two and a half hour show. It was simple and smart for the simple fact that it's the favourite brand. Yes, it's, it's the fact, you, you were spawn as I said there, the fact that this whole talk about USA, it's been in the top pipeline for ages, mm-hmm. they've just not pulled the trigger on it. And as you said, AW, as I said as well, AW could have had that on any other night. Mm-hmm. Thursdays, Fridays, Mondays, Saturdays, Sundays, the latter two would not made sense. Okay, fair enough, but do you honest, do you think this would have happened right here, right now? Probably not, but to say that they're, to say that they're counter-programming yeah. is ridiculous. Uh, absolutely, mm-hmm. I get yeah. that. The I the, 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 completely not taking anything mm-hmm. away from what's been said. Mm-hmm. However, could you honestly sit there and say that if AEW was coming up, do you honestly think this I, would have been coming I think it's now? got, and Sarah referenced it earlier, it's got echoes of the fact that World of Sport get picked up for a weekly programme and that's when they pulled the trigger on the, there was always going to be an NXT UK brand yeah. but they sort of just went right now mm-hmm. yeah. well, let's do it now that's when you had all the double the double airings yes. as well. yeah. they needed to like take that step up to a bigger network and it was been in the pipeline for for some time like 
given how well it's, all the takeover shows were doing on the network, the fact that it's so much fan engagement behind him, like I, I think I don't think I've ever seen a Raw or SmackDown have a crowd as lively as as your regular NXT I need, crowd. I need to make the point here in case some of this is it. I am not saying that them moving Evolve onto the network is was not counter programming. It's clear the fact that we're going to get Candice LeRae versus Shayna Baszler on next week's takeover mm. is to combat the women's title match, but. The idea of NXT going to USA as a counter-programming move is the most ridiculous thing ever to me. And I will stand by that Absolutely. until my death. Oh yeah, we're, it, not, we're not disagreeing. Until it, I walk outside and the marks kill me. Is it tonight, <laughs> can I just uh, time a recording? Is it tonight that Kelly and Dane takes on? Yes. yes. Right. So they 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 know what they're doing, obviously. We we do know what has been, but they know what they're doing. They're going to have either Kelly and Dane and Matt Riddle against Adam Cole. Go on. Baby. <laughs> and then Sorry. you've had... The Street Profits and Undisputed Era, who have already had two great matches between them, they're going to have like the rubber match for the tag titles. So they know what they're doing. There's a world title and there's a tag it's, title it's, match it's, on it's, that show. It's not kind of programming, but it is planned. As Quacko said, yeah. they probably thought, right, we're going to put we're going to we're going to put them on USA at the end of the year, and it's like, oh, AEW's launching here. It's like, oh, we're moving forward. Exactly. You, know what, you know what they've actually quite cleverly done? They haven't put the entire show on the USA Network. Like that is because, because suits for now. Oh, yeah, suits for now. Yeah, but, they're. They're adapting to other shows on the network. That well. was never the plan. So take on Kenny Omega. The, 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 the network just made the balls. Can you say it wasn't Angel Seuss finale tonight? That no, was a two. It was a two point. Oh, two point. Take on. But that way, doesn't it? Show but that way, like. <laughs> I say that like for folks I say that for folks like us in the UK, like who have to watch the network to watch NXT nowadays, because obviously we don't get USA Network. I think that sort of has a blessing in disguise with that network sort of screw up with the Not not even my cable package gets USA Network. <laughs> no, <laughs> it's, it's, an, it's an American channel. Yeah. But yeah, I'll, I think I'll see you I'll inquire. It's a blessing in disguise because it doesn't deprive the international audience of being able to, you know, pick up all the good stuff from that big premiere on this big network. So in a way it kinda helped them but almost not intentionally. Sarah, you pick, you've picked up about a wee bit there. You've not been, you've been quite quiet while the guys have angrily debated about the Suits finale. <laughs> <laughs> what's your what's your thoughts on this NXT I mean, going up against them? I do agree with you, Stephen. Like saying it's counterproducting AEW specifically is actual bullshit, and I I'm I'm gonna apologise for that, but I need to put that in context you because. Go with Oh, bull hockey, yeah! Or bull hockey. Because, like you said, like, NXT have been running for the past five, five plus years. Wednesday nights, 87 Central, it has been their time slot. Yes, yes, it's been on the WWE Network. Yes, you'd have to sign on via, like, any random device instead of just switching on your telly, unless you're one of those cool kids that get up on your telly. But. Chromecast. <laughs> That's not on your telly, David. That's um, that's. Chromecast doesn't work anymore. Sort out. Don't I know. That's a good point. Um, but yeah. So when, like you said, like AEW could have picked any time slot. I mean, you're sitting thinking Monday. Yes, they could have maybe tried to compete with Raw because Raw had been floundering. They could have tried like when there was the talk of moving it to SmackDown. That's been that's been in the pipeline for 18 months. They could have chosen Friday night because WWE see SmackDown as their B show. They could have picked Thursday nights because there's not really anything on. Mm -hmm. They could have picked the Tuesday nights because there's that empty time slot. Or they could have picked a weekend slot. Mm -hmm. They they had, they had, it was dealer's choice. Mm -hmm. Like, I don't think, I think it was them that went, yes, that's the one that we want because you never know, like, 
because it's TNT that are doing it in America, isn't yeah. it? And mm. um, they could have suggested moving it to a different time slot, and they probably went, you know what? No. Maybe you're going to say something. Yeah, I was going to say it's almost as if EW was picked Wednesday to counter counter air like against uh, NXT. They've, they've taken the war to mm. them. Yes, essentially. Yeah, yes. yeah, but you can't tell the people on Twitter that. Mm. See, like, see something. It's not well. the same. I think AEW didn't want fans to be burnt out because something like you know. A mix of Rangers and Celtic fans in here. If Rangers and Celtic weren't in the Europa League, would you watch the Europa League as much as you do? Not really. Yeah, actually, I would. <laughs> 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 you just killed his argument. Terrible. Should have went to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm I'm you would have like. You, you maybe wait till the last sixteen. You watch it, whereas like Tuesday, Wednesday, the Champions League. Kind Alan's of very interested to know how Grasshoppers do it against Shark Tartar. <laughs> but you know what? He actually brings up a good point. I'm about still your talking about my points. <laughs> Right, sorry for snapping that. Uh, would you call, uh, but you know, fans get burnt out. You know, a lot of fans don't see the UEFA Cup as like a legit competition till the last sixteen. You know, um, but as soon as you win it, obviously, Man United fans are running through the streets shouting how good they are. Leave us alone. But yeah, they didn't want to be the last one to be burnt out. They didn't want to be, you know, Raw, then NXT, Boy. then then SmackDown on a Friday and then them at the weekend. They made sure that they were right in the middle. They made sure that it was only Raw, and if Raw, Raw has a tendency to, you know, go back and fall between really good and really bad. Yeah. If Raw is bad, they're the next option. They're the alternative. They're next up on the wrestling days, you know what I mean? Dave, you are making a point, wanting to make a point. Yeah, no, he brings up an excellent point, you know, because WWE's schedule on the network, it's like they had a show almost every single day. Mm. How, I think they've realized now, like how, they, how do they expect their fans to watch a, one show of their product every single day of the week for a full year. Here's a fact for you. You know who announced this week that they're going on to Tuesday nights? TNA. TNA. Tuesday nights on AXS TV, I believe it is. And that's a free slot now because SmackDown's there on Friday. Exactly, nice. so they might have a freeway war, or they might not. <laughs> uh, but the interesting thing, NXT, as Quacky mentioned, it was all about timing, and they made this strategic move to air that first USA show mm-hmm. two weeks before TNT mm-hmm. to give them that bit of an advantage for one show in and I think it's fair to say that the signs are good Al? Yeah, I mean I'd mostly talk the USA Network but logging on to the WWE Network and to find out that Roderick Strong holding the title yeah. kind of was infuriating That upset but, me Yeah, it wasn't the fact that Roderick won it's the fact that so I'm actually want to see, and you're just hosting all the time. You're like, you mm. just joined in by that. I think that'll change. In yeah. Of weeks. Weeks. Well, no, they actually did end up putting it on a couple of days later. Yeah. So I did manage to watch that yeah. women's four-way uh, yeah. match. So yeah, it, it wasn't feuding, but you like, it's a short-term glitch. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. A couple of weeks, and then that's mm-hmm. that. It's done. Mm-hmm. You get your full tours, and you're prepared, quite prepared to take that hat for a couple of weeks till you get the full product. Mm-hmm. Um, they're, they're doing what a lot of shows on the likes of Netflix, like the likes of Suits and Titans do, where it's like, it airs in the, the US, and then obviously it's not, you know, the time it airs in the US, here is not convenient to be up at, you know, two in the morning watching something, but we do it at the pay-per-view. <laughs> uh, but it goes on the next day. That'll be what NXT does. They said, I believe it was seven Eastern, or seven GMT time, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so seven o'clock UK time on a Thursday when most people are finishing work or most people are getting in and settling down, NXT is available for the international audience, and I think that is a smart move. Yeah. Ideal type. Like, how many of us here actually watch NXT the day after as well? 
because I, 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 I usually watch I right been, I hadn't been watching it but I did make an effort to watch that one last week quite immediately and I think it's it was a bit of a standout it was a standout action a uh, couple of years of wrestling I mean we got that, that Women's Fatal 4 was amazing oh, outstanding match yeah. um, Roddy versus Dream was great as well a really underrated match from that show was Pete Dunne versus Arturo yes. Ruiz oh yeah that was brilliant yes. he is I saw him at the Evolve show, that Evolve show did against the AEW that kind of programming show that they did <laughs> and he was uh, he was really impressive there as well so they have got a great and I thought that it was a good choice as well to bring in Imperium Mm-hmm. That's what NXT's actually got, which I'm actually talking about here now as a competitor. They've got the UK guys as well. Mm-hmm. Could we see the UK guys being used on a more regular basis? Well, you've seen it with Rhea Ripley as well. They're bringing her over. Pete's probably going to be over on... I think, like, he's, I think he's moved to there. Yeah, because there's nothing really left for him in the UK brand. Mm-hmm. But you heard it. Like, when Imperium came out, you heard the NXT crowd chanting, mm-hmm. We want Walter. Mm-hmm. And then the, the eruption when he came out... Just because, like that is that is the UK champion. He's one of the biggest names in the world. You, Kaylee Ray, like, see when they did a they did like an NXT house show, show yeah. and they were the pop for Kaylee Ray. Yeah. Like, yeah, she was already she was already featured on NXT like in a squash match against Nia Jax all those years ago. Mm-hmm. But she's now the face of that UK women's division. Everyone in like the, U- the US audience know her from Shimmer. They know her from Stardom. They know the name Kaylee Ray, and they're like. She's the women's champion and she's the best that the UK has got to offer. Something as well, we touched on it earlier what WCW had, which is now what WWE have or NXT have, is the cruiserweight division. The cruiserweights are moving to obviously a bigger slot as well for them. It's under Triple H's like I know. It'll be back to cruiserweight classic style. And I don't think he'll have if the cruiserweight title is going to become another title on that brand. I don't think they'll just lump all the cruiserweights in one wee box and go right, you know, fight each other. It will be open to guys like Gargano, Roderick Strong, who we've seen on Tour of Five Live in the past. The whole the whole undisputed era, I, I believe, are under Two Hundred Five. They are, yeah, they're all cruiserweights. Alistair Black, when he was on NXT, mm-hmm. was announced as Two Hundred Five. You've got Champa coming back. Pete Dunne, Two Hundred Four. Pete Dunne, you know. You've got Tyler Bate as well. For exactly, the mm-hmm. it opens it. That's right quite mouthful match when you think about it. That, that match they had with Larkin and Rush. Rush. Yes. Yeah. Two guys that you wouldn't have classed as top end mm-hmm. of all the names they mentioned there, mm-hmm. but they put on an absolute amazing showing. Mm-hmm. Which should have yeah, been close cut. Oh, I still oh. think that's match tonight. It should have closed that show. I mean, I love the brawl was great, but you can understand why the brawl closed mm-hmm. it. But yeah. it, it's great to see Leo Rush back as well. Like the fact that you know he's. Like he's actually getting a push after being away for so long. He's triple H, triple H wired them there for a couple of a good couple of months because mm. because they know what he can do. Yeah, and that's I think probably why it's the good move for them. The fact that NXT that they put it on the same thing as NXT. I think they probably were rubbing their hands a wee bit because they thought the AW's maybe done this because they thought right we're maybe not big enough to target Raw because mm-hmm. they're on the or SmackDown. Maybe they're, they're on the network at this point. We can maybe target a bit more, but. This is our prime wrestling show. Mm-hmm. This is the one that we know on a weekly basis, as we said, that's going to produce at least one good match and then lead to the takeovers. So you can kind of understand. Plus, the full sale crowd are absolutely amazing. They add to something awful. It's like they're equivalent to what we have here in ICW because, like, the ICW regular like fight club tapings, they're only about a few hundred people, you know, we all fit into the garage or any other sort of similar size venue. 
it's usually, you get the same crowd, the same crowd that's heavily invested in that product <coughs> and those that are cheering along with any aspect of the show or the matches or the booking. And that's what the, the Full Sail University crowd's like with NXT. And the fact that you know, I think uh, Ross brought it up with you know the integration of the cruiserweights as well. We've seen Matt Riddle versus Drew Gulak and also facing Kushida as well. That integration with the cruiserweights, you know, with, with each other, it's going to create even more dream matches than you can imagine. Kushida's been on 205 Live recently as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. I, I think he'll be the guy to take it for good luck. Also, there's talk, there's some of the main roster, if you want to call them that, Ross Smackdown guys that want to go to NXT. Cesaro's a great one. Well, Cesaro apparently, now again, obviously, pinch of salt, I've seen this online, don't know how it's verified. It's basically turned around and said to Lance and Trips, either give me a shot at the heavyweight titles or send me NXT. That's it, he's given my ultimatum, one or the other. Either way, I'm happy because I think the guy deserves to be world champion or universal champion. If not, put me in. There was, there was talk of Kevin Owens debuting on, on, on the show last week, mm-hmm. but that's kind of not going to happen now with the whole line. I would, yeah. I would be surprised to see in the next five years of literally Bones and uh, Reigns actually appear in the NXT. It's hard to find the NXT. It'll be I good really wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if they did that, especially if the USA needed a ratings boost, you know, get a big name from Raw or SmackDown and just to make a one-off appearance even. Yeah, because well, they need it. the war goes. Well, maybe they, they not need them. it, but you know, it's there if they need it. When they first launched NXT as a brand, that was the hook to draw people in. It was like, come see these new guys, and by the way, Team Hell No are going to defend the tag title. Come see these new guys, by the way, Damien Sandow is going to fight John Cena in the main event. You know, and then eventually, that you know, was, the, that was meant to draw people. <laughs> <laughs> I think John Cena was the draw. Uh, you leave Damien Sandow alone. <laughs> um, but <laughs> you're welcome. <laughs> the guys like Punk went down and had a couple of matches. You had Cesaro even back then had, went back to NXT. Had Punk and Rollins versus uh, Kings of Wrestling. Yes. Ono and Cesaro. Mm-hmm. Also, was it in the last year or so? Was it Rollins went down with a couple of champions and faced Cole and all that in the ring? And they were like, we're, we well, came down. Was that, that, that was for a up, down, down. That was that was that was, and then Cole's like, what, what do you mean you came down? We're the Premier. You know, that kind mm. of speaks that's volumes. What, that's why we say they go sideways. Oh, yeah. it's, it's, it's sideways. It's, 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 that's the thing, right? I agree, NXT is the best call of WWE's got. But I hate the fact I keep catching myself out going talking about somebody's going down because we've been talking about it as a downward step mm. and it's not. An, We've all probably said at some point something's potentially going down and we don't mean it that way, so yeah. I'm really hoping with this mm-hmm. war where it's going to be a case of, you know what, you know what, Rollins is actually going to be NXT. Yeah, Killian Dane put a hashtag promotion. Yeah, the yeah. thing about it is it's kind of, what we've wanted to see what we've classed as, well, it's not a downward movement or an upward movement, it's all a level playing field, yeah. and that's what we've officially got that AEW has brought into WWE with this move for NXT, but the thing about it is now, at the time of recording, we're one week now shy of this, AEW Dynamite, still a terrible name, don't like it. Um, it reminds me of it's a Nitro pal- almost. It's apparently they look at something to do with the fact to, to, soft, to suck up to like TNT. Yeah, it was something to do with Dynamite. It was a link. That's a I think it was a link to Nitro, but it's exciting times that we're going to have this competitive wrestling. We're going to have two companies on their A game. So I'm going to ask you all in this last big segment on this. How are things going to play out in the rest of this year and pretty much over the years to come? I will go to Dave on this one first. Dave, what's your, how do you think this is going to play out? Well, obviously NXT is taking a massive step up now into a wider network. And even, you know, some of the changes are quite little, but 
On a grand scale, production value has skyrocketed. They're reaching out to that mass audience, not just in the USA, but also worldwide. They're consistent with match bookings, with storylines, and just general promotion of it. If they keep doing what they're doing, they'll be great, but as long as they gradually improve it without taking too much of a leap, they're gonna be just fine. As long as, it's just, as long as we keep Vince away from it still. Yeah, yeah, I think, I think that's, that's the plan anyway. Vince and Kevin Dunn. We always talk about Vince, it's very much Kevin Dunn. Yeah, Kevin Dunn is very yeah. much But obviously with Heyman and Bischoff having the executive director roles for Raw and SmackDown respectively, Triple H is still gonna be at the helm for NXT. And he's the reason why NXT has done so well. Like even after the first USA taping, like the exclusive online clip, he came out and rallied the fans to say, your passion, my passion, and every superstar in the back's passion is what NXT is why NXT is where it is just now. And the fact that he even went into the crowd and just rallied them, that's the kind of a leader you need to make a brand succeed. Uh, Sarah, how do you think this battle's gonna go between these two? I think it can all come down to how the fans react to this because <clears throat> you've still got the AEW fans who will probably refuse to watch NXT. You've got the NXT fans that might refuse to watch AEW because they're just like, no, I'm supporting these guys, I'm supporting these guys, whereas you're going to get the people in the middle who are like, I just like wrestling. Mm -hmm. And that's what you kind of hope that you like, you would get more people congregating in the middle. But like, I do agree with what Dave said. Like NXT, have now, have, like, they've had Triple H from the very start and they've got that leader, he's stuck with them. Mm -hmm. And that's one thing that AEW is kind of missing because it's more just taking shots, taking shots. It's all about me, it's all about me. I'm gonna bring my dog out to, you know, get that the audience dog, in. The dog move is terrible. Mm. That is, it was it so was as much sad. As much as I love that dog, like, mm. and I love the I thought you thought it was terrible because it was very bad in the it's, dog. It was very bad, but it was still cruel. Like, you could mm. see that Pharaoh was not not comfortable in the slightest. Mm. And the fact that they're now calling him a service dog. And I was like, he's not a service dog, he's your pet. Yeah. But like it's it's stuff like that is like that's the difference. Like you've got rallying the crowd inside the crowd, or you've got coming out with a dog. I mean, as much as I love dogs, that was just painful. It's, it's the whole type of thing of it's the constant pops. I mean, if you ask a guy who's as you say, so one of those ones who won't watch WWE and it's fully engrossed in the AEW probably think mm. that's that that eats right into them. They're like, oh, we've been sick of WWE. This is just what we want to see. But for those guys in the middle, like pretty much all of us who just like wrestling, to see them actually just keep nipping, 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 and nipping. It's mm. just like, mm. you've Give got- Give me the popcorn, basically. It, it's uh, like- It's hard to root for them, you've in got, a way. You've got to pick a point. It looks like the, the spite aspect coming off. I mean, you see people mm. who fought Sledgehammer to the throne by Cody and double enough, and then mm. a lot of people thought, this is great, this is, the, this is them going making for some- mass smashing this. Making a statement, but it's like, at the same time, you're kind of like, you're a bit- it's like trying Looking to get over a, gel, a bitter ex, you're like, you can't even like, go of it. If you took that bit out of it, you've got that great match it has with Cena. Yeah, I, I mean, I, like, although you're, I, f I think you're a bit more critical on that one, because that bit didn't bother me. The only bit that bothered me was when they were doing the whole check presentation to the... Aye, no, that was terrible. And then Cody did that dig during the speech off. We're presenting us. That's the only time mm. where I think I, that was I, bad. Cody's could be took either way. Obviously, you, you, it's annoyed you. Quacko's seen it as like just a bit of fun for the entrance, you know, to add a bit of pomp I mean, yeah, and stuff. Yeah, I mean, don't get me no, wrong, no. it's not necessary. No, no, of but course. But at the same time, it's not the worst thing in the world. Thank you. you yes, but, fight but, talk. but mm -hmm. yeah. when it comes to outside wrestling, where obviously you've mentioned fighting talk, 
when you're giving a check to charity, don't have a go at the competitors. Exactly. It's yeah. like Rangers or Celtic going to present a check and going, where's the other team? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. oh, you can have oh. fight. Yeah. Like, we donated more than you. Yeah, you like, can have fight and talk, but just focus on your positives. Don't, I think, use, don't waste your energy trying to... If it's just, done constructively, it can be done very well. It can just help. Mm. It's like, the way I look, I'm giddy about this. I'm giddy. It's like being a kid again, right? Mm. And it's like, Football, everyone's like, you're here Ronaldo Messi. Screw that. I love the two of them equally. Mm. And I'm living an era where I'm seeing possibly the two greatest players ever kick a ball in my life. Mm. Right? And I just want to enjoy as much as I can because they're in borrowed time now. They're in mm. the late 30s, they're mid to late 30s. But to come back to the wrestling, this fresh, new, the best talent in the world, head to head. I can't wait. I just, I'm so giddy about it. I think this is going to be absolutely brilliant. But as long as they do it constructively when they go at each other, It'll go really well See, if they go this the, the slander and the bitching. This is going to turn quite mm-hmm. nasty, and it's a lot of going to lose. Box. They're both going to end up losing, and the fans will just eat it up as well. Like they, the fans will become just as bitter. See, see, the the thing I'm like holding it back and be the reason why I'm not as critical on that kind of whole throne thing and stuff like that. Just like the just the charity fight, I will say okay, that really mm. wasn't needed. It's because I actually hope that this will spur each other on to improve each other's products. Okay. And who wins at the end? Fans. Right. Yeah. The fact that I don't like the fact about the throne fight, I don't think it was. They, they could have went without it because it has that. Yeah, it, it wasn't needed. Yeah. It wasn't needed. It's like it's see the see the wee bit at the start. It's like right, that's fair enough. You mm-hmm. start like you're sure this is what you're known for. Blah 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 blah. But Triple H is. Am I? Cody's always said it was always Vince at the issue, but not Triple H. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So it was an unnecessary dig in that sort of way. And yes. We can look at hindsight. This could potentially him saying coming after you yeah see, you can take it in both see ways see the, the throne thing though and a lot of people do forget this Triple H did fire the first shot at the Hall of Fame when DX yeah. get inducted yeah. Billy Gunn's a producer just got his name in and uh, <clears throat> he turned to Billy Gunn and went what is it AEW you work for and the, the fans cheered and he went Vince will buy that piss and company in two years was there not stuff before I mean yeah. being the elite has well, always had a wee go but and they've always had the wee jives, but that's, yeah. that's online. Yeah. They were kind of sort of put back into a corner almost, because Billy Gunn was obviously a producer at the time, and then DX gets announced for the Hall of Fame. And, you know, when it comes to Hall of Fame... See, see, see the one I didn't like? See on one of the recent being elites where they're talking about trying to sort a match out? Yes. You know, we can make it a triple threat, and it's like, no, that's a WWE move, something like that. It's like, what is, why, so why do you care? Why do you have to do that? Why do you have to do that? Just say, I don't it's want to like, make a triple threat. A triple threat is a wrestling thing. It's not owned and, by WWE. It's not copyrighted. It's not their thing. And also, like... They might have been WWE using part timers come on. They had a match that relied purely on two guys who are well past their prime and and Al Anderson and Tilly Blanchard. As great as it was at the time, it's like you're gonna slag him for that, you're gonna be slagging for that. Um, we're seeing that with Jericho now. Mm-hmm. Ross, how do you think this is gonna go? I think like I've I've mentioned burnout and like this will be when you see how popular the elite are. Will it transfer to a mainstream audience? I think we're either gonna be I I personally don't think it's gonna last the popularity. And they're going to have to rely more on XWE guys and maybe build other stars. Or I will be, and I'll put my hand up if I am, I will be proven wrong and the likes of Kenny and the Young Bucks will get over with a mainstream audience. The thing with USA owning NXT, it suits its network executive, it's not TV show, uh, its network executives and all that. If they're maybe not too happy with certain aspects, it will be the likes of Vince McMahon and Paul Heyman who are maybe sent to NXT 
for the simple fact they know how to deal with executives. Triple H has done a very good job making a very good wrestling promotion on an, on an exclusive streaming site where they don't need to answer to anybody. It's different this time. But he showed, he showed <coughs> on that uh, programme of his WrestleMania weekend on the network yes. how well he was dealing with the business side of the suits and that as well, how much he does that stuff as well. So I think that side of his, how he does things corporate, corporate side for CEO and like shareholders and that, but he's not dealt exclusively with TV executives where he's in charge because it came out that Vince was at the show but he was in a hands-off role. He was just, he was basically saying, if you need anything, give me a shout. He was, Triple H was running it. He's never ran a show on a network before. Mm-hmm. That's, a fair, that's a very fair point. So that, that's basically mine. Either it'll crash and burn the AEW or it'll be a success. And I, I do hope it is a success. And with NXT, people might not want Vince involved, but Vince might have to step in if that's what the network wants. Mm. Uh, Quacker, do you see things going? Mm. Hard. <laughs> hard question or hard question <laughs> I mean the last time I was on here and I tried to give my astute journalism <laughs> even though I've got none I said that Shane McMahon was going to be king nearly happened. of it the nearly world happened. Nearly, nearly happened he nearly went to the semi-finals and came out to semi-finals but unfortunately I don't have any clanger that I can say that will get me hate on Twitter well, I could say something, but it'll be so... You'd be, ri- you'd be surprised when you hear it. I know, it'll be so <laughs> ridiculous. Because I miss being told that I need Jesus in my life. <laughs> <laughs> just wait till WrestleMania season comes out. Yeah. Yeah. The just say so you don't like Kenny Omega. I don't mean hate. I don't need hate on Twitter. All I need is a cattle prod I'm sorted. Just say the Undisputed Era suck and I'll give you your Twitter hate. Oh, because I'm so scared of you. Even his 10 followers. Loyal, after you. loyal followers, like the loyal then and the undisputed <laughs> era. Hang on, is it, are these followers like five of them here, half of them here? I think he's got more than ten, I'm being harsh. <laughs> I've lost a hundred now. <laughs> You're not helping me. <laughs> so, I think it's a fat cat, Dave91. There you go. Dave, stop pipping yourself out. I think it's a. <laughs> I think it's a fair assessment that we all want them to do well. Yeah. Oh, so yeah. We all want the happy best. And I'm, and I'm going to say this, and give me all the hate you want. If you want any of them to fail, you're not a wrestling fan. There you go. Yeah, like, you should totally never want wrestling. You should never want wrestling. I mean, of course, stick with, stick with whatever... Like It's like football, you know, stick with whatever team or brand you want to support. But don't don't actively want another team to fail because they love the football just as much as anybody You're else You're probably not an old firm fan. Okay, maybe it's not 100% uh, foolproof, but hey-ho. One thing I hope is I hope they don't judge it and be like, nah, I'm not watching NXT, I'm an E-Dub guy, or I'm yeah. watching mm. E-Dub. Don't judge it till you watch oh, it. I've seen you watch a few episodes and you go, I'm not getting this. Mm. Fair enough. I'm, 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 I may sound very critical, but I thought the pre-show tag match for All Out was one of the best tag matches. Oh, was why was that not on the main show? That was like match of the entire night. But I was tremendous. But I will, but I will argue that Bucks versus Lucha Bros, definitely not the best ladder match of all time, but wrestling is subjective. That's just my opinion. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. No, it's not. Dave Meltzer has final say, <laughs> and you will listen to Dave. It's Dave what Mel- he says. Dave Meltzer after the Wednesday, he wasn't being a main star king rating. And God of wrestling. So, yeah, we are looking forward to that, but I don't really. I think I will speak for a lot of people when I say I am more looking forward to Candice LeRae versus Shayna Basel. Yes! Because I have not really not much clue about the other two. Well, that's cupcake. Hopefully, they'll prove me wrong. That should be a good match. I'm off on Thursday, so I'm looking forward to watching them both the next day. <laughs> and on that note, I think we've successfully 
debated very well the battle on both sides of the argument between WWE and AEW and who is going to do well in certain aspects and who's going to do not so well in other aspects. Mm. We'll find out next Wednesday when we're going to hopefully get AEW on ITV4 mm. and WWE will be on NXT, will be on WWE Network and we can enjoy more and more wrestling as we can't get enough of wrestling here. That suplex retweet. Uh, coming up next week here on the podcast we've got a look at tournament wrestling in the modern era hosted by myself so that is us looking at how obviously we had the return of the king of the ring we've got all the tournaments in Japan so it's going to be talking about how we we do tournament wrestling and modern modern day wrestling so that's coming up next week we've got a whole great bunch of shows coming up in the next month or so including a look back on the career of The Miz and the week after that we've got our second anniversary show which may be as chaotic as last year's hashtag (laughs) sweatbox we're not doing it in here we're going to sort of don't worry about it and we've also got a look at greatest heel turns hosted of course <laughs> the number one heel and suplex retweet. You grackle. <laughs> so that's coming up in the next few weeks Sticks here. Stone troughs. <laughs> that's coming up. Describing your breakfast. There we go. <laughs> that's coming up in the next few weeks here at Suplex Retweet. For me, Stephen Wilson, I'd like to thank my panel. First of all, Alan Lucas. Thanks very much, mate. The Ross McLeod. Thank you. To David Holtby. Thanks. Sarah Grave. Thank you very much. And Kwaku Aji. Slide into my DMs if you've got a cattle prod. <laughs> Kwaku is well prepared at the point that we ever do the Sheamus tribute show. <laughs> Where he's just going to talk about that match with Daniel Bryan. Oh, <laughs> sure. Not again, not again. I will stretch 18 seconds into an hour and a half. so close to packing that match as well. <laughs> Thanks for listening to us as always. You can, if you've enjoyed this, please subscribe to us at any good podcasting sites. We'll see you next week. Cheer bye. Listen, cunts, I don't care what the f- you think you're doing, whatever you think is more important with your life, you honking bag of d- tips. You know what you should be doing? You should be going online, you should be subscribing, you should be listening to the back catalogue of Eat, Sleep, Suplex, Retweet, whatever the f*** you're doing, that's what you should be doing. I don't care if it's your mum's birthday, I don't care if she's feeling contractions, get on it right now! <laughs>